Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live from New York, it's the show that ate way too much candy last night. This guy. You did. Every a time lot. you passed out here eating I ate It's ridiculous. I ate, in the hallway. I ate a lot of Like a 90-year-old. <laughs> well. Or a nine-year-old. <laughs> like them both. Uh, today. Josh McDaniels leaving Las Vegas. Jimmy G headed to the bench. What's next for Raider Nation? Meanwhile, the sad saga of Mac Jones and the harsh truth about the Patriots' rebuild. Oh, wow. Are we there? Am I not the mayor of Fair? What? And are you not my deputy? And finally, Travis Kelsey sounds the alarm on the Chiefs' troubles. Will the committee listen? A fresh episode of Tears is up next alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Any surprises in the tears? And did Travis's warning land on uh, kind ears? Travis's warning had no impact on the committee. We understand what Travis is doing. But there are massive surprises on the tears, including multiple teams falling off the tears for good. That relegation tier, that relegation tier, you know, holds no favorites. We start with Eagles-Cowboys, 4 p.m. Sunday on Fox. Cowboys are 5-2. Philly is 7-1. Favored by three. Here's Jerry Jones on the game. Take a listen. Yeah, this is uh, easy for me to say, but this is serious sh- that we're dealing with up here. Sunday, man. Uh, we got. Uh, we've got to really uh, have our game face on, and Philadelphia is a tough place to uh, uh, get your momentum going, but uh, it's all there. Okay. Who needs to win more, Dallas or Philadelphia? Dallas. Which is good because they're going to get it. Dallas needs it and they're going to get it. Listen, Dallas loses and their ability to beat the best teams in the league comes into question. Because they would have only played two top-tier teams. Now, I actually think at the midpoint of the season, some of their wins we now look upon more fondly. The dominating a Jets team that currently has a winning record, we look upon slightly more fondly. Do we? I don't. No, I, I don't. Because no, okay. at that time, well, that was the first game after oh, the injury. Okay, all right. Well, then I'll just speak so for myself. I think Dallas has a few wins over mediocre opponents, but no wins yet over excellent opponents. I think the Chargers are mediocre, and they beat them. I think yep. the Jets are mediocre, right, and they beat fair. them. And Rams. so the, the Rams, exactly right, that was the one I was forgetting, are mediocre, and they annihilated them. So Dallas needs to prove that they can play their A game, sorry to steal a phrase from Brew, against the best teams in football. Philly, I think, can lose the game and remain confident, even if they shouldn't be as confident. Right. Because Dallas is, but right now the NFC, Dallas, Philly, Detroit, Seattle, San Francisco, and the winner of the NFC South. 
That's only six teams. So some team, either a second team in the NFC South, the Vikings with Josh Dobbs at quarterback, the Rams, some team, a bad team is going to be in. So the good teams are playing for one thing and one thing only, seeding, home field, winning your division to have the easier path. That's where this game is so critical, and that's where Dallas does need it more, but I believe they're going to get it because I think Dak has Philly's number, and I think Dallas, for large part, has Philly's number when Dak plays. I don't agree with you on Dallas winning the game. You know, I'll, I'll save my pick. Obviously, Philly's my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll save my pick for pick the for time. Too. Probably. I bet they're your Probably, pick. but yeah, you yeah, never know. Uh-huh. Um, but – it's close. I agree with you that it's bigger for Dallas, mm-hmm. but I think you would admit it's close because of the thing you pointed out over the last week or two, Philly's schedule. Yeah. Like after this game against Dallas, they've got the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Buffalo, yeah. San Francisco, Dallas again, Seattle. Yeah. I mean, those are five games uh, against five, five of the teams. best teams. So if you lose this, like this is one of the. I mean, it's probably viewed as, I won't say lighter. They're all tough. But this is one you feel like you definitely can get. Because you're at home. Right. Yeah, That's the thing. Absolutely. Next game against Dallas, you'll be on the road. But I, I still agree with you because Dallas's schedule gets tough at the end. They got a few. They got the Giants. They got Giants, Carolina, Carolina, Washington, Washington which Washington three. is still a division game. But then you got it gets tough after, after that. Yep. You see Seattle yep. and, and Philly again, Buffalo, Miami. Yep. But – To your point, Dallas needs to prove to everyone else, we all know they're good. We all know they're going to win or make the playoffs. What we don't know is, are they elite? Okay, because you're right, they beat a bunch of mediocre teams. When they faced another elite team that I still think San Francisco's elite, they didn't play close and They got blown out. They got hammered. No. Okay, hammered. And it's not only for us. Okay, what is this team about? It's also for them because they are human beings. So in their psyche, mm-hmm. you, st- you have to have doubt if the one time you stepped up in class, you got destroyed. Can- I think, Nick, they could lose this game. I get it with the standings. That they, to win, they win in the game is big. Right, they lose close. Okay. That's fine. Then they but- can feel good. We can under- Okay, they are legit. Yeah. The San Francisco thing was an outlier. But they, they need to play tough or win this game for their own psyche. So Josh pulled up the stat, and I, I agree with you guys, this whole, like, you can beat up. You, what do you say? You can muscle up against. Well, they muscle up mus- against muscle the Muscle up against yeah. the, the chumps. Yeah, the Patriots. Chump change. Yeah, yeah okay, the Patriots for sure. Oh, I know. It wasn't great. Uh, but here's Dak as an underdog. And I know, Nick, that you criticize Brock Purdy for not being able to be behind and come back or face adversity. Dak is an underdog, one in seven. So I don't know if this is Vegas having the Cowboys just pegged correctly, but Dak's lack of, let's say, a surprise game against teams that they're better than, that, that would be concerning. And it gives me pause and makes me think, oh, if he's one in seven and while he's an underdog, I guess Philly's going to well, win this one. The, listen, I would, the, uh, the gambler in me, I'd like to look at that closer as far as what is his record against the spread because that would show you has he underachieved, overachieved, or achieved right to what they expected. I mm-hmm. mean, when you're an underdog, you are supposed to lose based on what well, they expected. Well, that's what I'm so saying. You're supposed to lose it. The, and Are right you surprised now, he's three, one in seven as an underdog? No, sure, absolutely, it, to a degree. And the passer rating certainly jumps out at me. But I do think there is a level that we have to acknowledge that the Philadelphia Eagles have beaten Dak Prescott once since 2017. Dak is what? Very different teams. Okay, well, last year they weren't. 
Last year, last year beat him. when he beat him, Jalen Hurst didn't play. But hold on, think but, that makes a difference? No, well, no, because they scored thirty-three points. Still. No, they, they. Hold on, no, I don't think last really? year the difference was. No, Jalen Hurst didn't through, make in not that, having him made no difference. Through in that game, when, when I think they lost. Do you think Philly lost because they didn't score enough in that game, or because I Dallas think scored? The 40? whole game is different uh, uh, sure, when you have uh, your star you. quarterback. I understand that field position but, for Dallas, number of possessions, time of possession, it I, all changes. No, if Jalen Hurts, I, I understand works. that. My point was, it was last year's game was not a. Uh, Philly can't move the ball because Minshew Gar- had three turnovers. I understand, and they lo- the Dallas won forty to thirty three. And we can yes, there is no matchup exactly like the one we're about to see, and there won't be one down the road again. Everything is unique and like a snowflake. I get that, but the point I am making is Dak Prescott, and we can show you the numbers in the NFC East is dominant. Dak Prescott against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think we can show you the numbers for him in the division. If not, there it is. Dak Prescott. One of five quarterbacks ever that wins 80% of his divisional games. I, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Then you could all have those more, other guys you could have, have more postseason success. Though. Yeah, I all have, those other I guys have think Super that's Bowl. That's a bad look of a graphic. Well, is that what? Jim McMahon? That is Jim. Yeah, even he has a Super Bowl. We, dom- we dominated He's the worst for two decades the AFC East, and Dak is just four one hundredths of a, a tick below Tom Brady. And can't get to an NFC championship well, game? So, wait, this is, hold on. I'm now going to, on <laughs> Micah Parsons' behalf, say exactly what I think people are talking about. Are we having a discussion right now about whether or not the Cowboys are going to win a playoff you game? Put, or are you, they, you put a graphic where it was Tom Brady no. and then Dak Prescott I, this close to each other. I, so, yeah, I'm going to say one guy shows up in the playoffs yes, and the guy but, doesn't. Which, and it's which, a bizarre which graphic. Ab- right, it would, when you do that to Jimmy G, we have weeks. We have months of Stay discussions. Tuned, here is why it's relevant. <laughs> Go they are playing a divisional game It's not relevant. Okay. okay. So his they're do- playing a team his, that went to the Super Bowl last year. His so his they're not playing the Eagles from 2018. Okay, I I'm I'm I, I guess I am just, I've lost the plot to a degree because somehow Dak's record against as an underdog is relevant, which I think it is. You know why? Because he's an underdog this yeah. week. Counterpoint is how Dak has done in divisional games. I think is relevant. You know why? Because he's playing a divisional game this week. Dak having lost to Philadelphia once since 2017, thrown out the window. When you know if. The opposite were true, Brew. We have talked about San Francisco owning the Cowboys yeah. when it, Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, when other things, when Jason Garrett was the head coach. We've talked about it. Yet it, 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 that San Francisco has four, I guess, both the playoff losses with Mike McCarthy. every time. Yeah, and yeah. so, yes, I am going to bring up a guy's success in divisional games. When, when we are it's talking totally about. It's a different Philly team. Come on. goes Tom Brady. The, <laughs> I'm, he is. I saw the numbers. He has had similar success in the NFC East as Brady had in the AFC East in the regular season. That's just what it is. Yeah. This is totally different. Is that is that not what just it take is? Take this L and let's move on. He's as good as Tom Brady. Give him that L and let's move on. He's almost better. How high would he jump above Tom Brady <laughs> with a win? Yeah, percentage wise. Probably, yeah. Probably better than yeah. Tom Brady. That's what's on the line. Never use that, that graphic again, Nick. That please. graphic. That's, please? that's worse than your Jimmy G graphic. Stay tuned. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott <laughs> takes his Brady-esque career record against the Eagles into the link. Here's his OC, Brian Schottenheimer. Oh, uh, stud. I mean, he really is a stud. He never, he never changes who he is. 
uh, after the biggest win, four touchdowns, one interception. When you see him today, he's no different than he was after the 49ers game. Um, and I think that speaks to his experience. Uh, I think it speaks to his confidence. Um, you know, look, when you play quarterback in this league, you know, you're going you're gonna to get a lot more blame and, and sometimes more credit than you deserve. But I think he wears it really, really well. Uh, tell the tape this season, Jalen's thrown for more yards, has more touchdowns. Turnovers have snuck up on him. Uh, rushing TDs way out in front, obviously. Nick, we'll go with you. Brew, change my mind. We're going to start with you. Who do you trust more Sunday, Dak or Jalen? Look, I'm not going to disrespect Dak Prescott. He's a good quarterback. Both of these guys are very good quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And, Nick, both of them are coming in hot. Three weeks ago, they're both under fire for having not the seasons we expect. And now they both caught fire in playing the last two weeks. So that being the case, I still want Jalen. I trust Jalen more. One, he's proven to be bigger in big games. All right. It's small sample size for both of them. But here, here we go. The la these are last year's playoffs. And each team has had one big game this year. San Francisco for Dallas. Miami for Philadelphia. And you see that Jalen's been much better. Obviously, he's won more. But every category, essentially, he's outplayed Dak Prescott. This is each team's second big game. It qualifies for that. So that's one reason I like Jalen. And then secondly, Nick, Jalen does have more help. Dak's got a lot of help. They got two really good receivers, mm -hmm. but Philly's receivers are better. No question. The, yeah, the run game, Dallas is is, is fine, Philly's run game but is Philly's better. is better. There's Even no if you want to I think Pollard, Pollard is as good the, yes, individually. But the run game, that's right, the point the Greg was making yesterday. That and the critical. offensive lines, Philly's a little bit well, better. especially if Tyron Smith doesn't play. Tyron Smith right. is still questionable because of the neck injury. So, so Tyron, with the help and everything. Tyron Smith I'm needs to play I, the, for my answer to this question to hold. In a vacuum, I trust Jalen Hurts more than Dak Prescott. I think he has earned that. If you were to ask me, who would I rather have as my quarterback in a big game against opponent X? Yeah. I would rather have Jalen. In this game, against that Philly secondary, I trust Dak Prescott more. Sam Howell had his way with the Philly secondary. Mm -hmm. Every good quarterback Philly played last year, if I'm allowed to bring that up, had, had their way with the Philly secondary. I, Dak Prescott last year, I know that Jalen wasn't there rooting on his team, but the Philly defense was there. Yeah. He had his way with the Philly secondary. And so in this game where I think that Dallas is going to – at some point, some team is going to have the game plan of – I know Devontae Smith is excellent. And Devontae, by the way, had a great game against Washington as well last week. And I know Philly's run game can be dominant. You know what? I'm sick of A.J. Brown having 125 yards. My Kelsey We're gonna, take. Well, it's, here's the thing. Kelsey has been repeatedly double teamed and somehow for five years has found oh, wow. openings. I don't think A.J. Brown has been consistently doubled because Devontae's so scary, right. because you mm -hmm. have to dedicate so much to the run game. But if we show you the numbers thus far this year, A.J. Brown, you know, hurts to Brown has been about as good as any combo aside from Tua to Tyreek in the right. league. The rest of it has good. been a little sketchy, which is surprising because Devontae Smith is so good. Dallas Goddard is good. Yep. So I, if I'm Dallas, I think they can get home to a degree on Hurts, who's not running as much this year. So this is, I hope what I'm saying makes sense. I have, I, I trust Hurts no, more I get, I get overall. You, this you, week, you think 
uh, Dallas's defense will fare better. Yes, exactly right. I think yes, and I think Dak's you know track record of success against Philadelphia will pay dividends this week. Can I push back on the trusting Jalen because I think that we, in general, trust Jalen and we have a memory of him taking care of the football. He's not taking care of the football. He's got one clean game where he hasn't thrown an interception or lost a fumble this year. Last three weeks, he lost a, he lost a fumble on the goal line. Uh, week seven, lost a fumble and an interception. And then it's week six with the Jets' three turnovers. Jalen, this year compared to last year, he's got 11 turnovers and only Desmond Ritter has more and he just lost his job. So by the numbers, I know we're like, have this memory of Jalen taking care of the ball. That's not who he is. And I could see Micah getting after him, throwing a back foot, bad idea, interception, and all of a sudden that changes the game. So. Well, I mean, I, I, I obviously agree with that point. I agreed with it when I said it last week and you yelled at me and said he was in the Super Bowl and why won't I give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I agree, I agree with you that Jalen Hurts had, prior to last year, mm-hmm. was not a guy who was incredibly careful with the football. This year has not been incredibly right. careful with the football. It's the inverse of Dak. That's the right. point that I was trying to make yeah, previously was... was that Dak's outlier year was high turnovers last year. Jalen doesn't have a big enough sample to call either an outlier. But his first year as a full-time starter, it's not like he took care of the ball like crazy. And this year, he's not taking care of the ball like crazy. What I will say about him is this year, to me, he has stepped up. He springboarded from the Super Bowl and launched – at stepping himself up as a passer. He's, the, better as a he's, pass. he's throwing the ball more and more down the field so far this year, so I'll give him a little more dispensation on the turnovers. What he's not doing is running as much, and I think it's because he's banged up and hurt. And, and like I, I said, it, while the last two weeks he has protected, what he had one interception yeah. in the last two games. Yeah, so, since the Jets game. The, yeah. Since the near he pick six, the, I think the he's Jets rolling. game. The fumbles. He's, yeah. the fumble. he's, he's a running fumble. quarterback. He's going to, unfortunately, look lost, at Lamar. Lamar lost the fumble on the When you run it, you're going to fumble. As the st- as if you take all the starting quarterbacks, he's got the most turnovers. It's a bad stat. The, the I, Eagles I have been playing so. with fire for a long time. They're they're due to lose this one. I'm so sorry, Dusty. Okay. Dusty agrees with me. You it's one of the few Eagles takes that he doesn't. You got push your, back. your upset alert out already. Uh, I agree with your general sentiment. Uh, odds to win the NFC: Phillies in one. Uh, San Francisco's two, <laughs> Dallas is three, then the Lions, and then the Seahawks. We'll play a game of what if. Dallas beats Philly. Again, what if. Should they be the new favorites? Absolutely, yes. 49ers slumping, obviously. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Niners can't move to one before we've seen them win a game in a month. And they're off this week, right? Like, that's just the – I know you're smirking at me, Brew, but they should not. <laughs> right now, there are real questions about the Niners. Mm-hmm. Whether people want to say I'm overstating them, I'm certainly not it, – it, they're certainly not non-existent. And so the Niners are not going to be elevated. Brew gave a long dissertation yesterday about how the Lions are not to be taken seriously. So they can't be moved up to number one. If Dallas wins this game, they'll be in pole position for not necessarily the one seed, because Detroit might be, but the one or the two seed. They would have answered the question. They would have continued the domination over Philadelphia that they've exhibited for the last five years that's relevant to some, less relevant to others. And I think that they would have to be the fair favorites know, in the though. NFC. It wouldn't be weird. It well, it would be weird to just have them jump It would be weird because it shouldn't be the case. Then yeah. who would it be? The 49ers. All right. Why? They all have bad situations, okay? They lose three games they, in a They've row lost three one. straight. I get it. 
But Dallas got beat down 42 to 10 by those Niners. And here's what it is. I you you could put Dallas ahead of everybody else in the NFC. So you would but have Philly third? Him, can you put them ahead of No, my point is this. San Francisco until proven otherwise, has the Cowboys number. But but Styles make fights, brew. all right? It works like that in, in almost every sport. And for Especially some fighting. reason, they have Dallas's number. They've beaten them three straight times. All three games have been big. That's Two fair. of them have been playoffs. And what is it? Well, one thing Dallas, we know, thrives off of getting turnovers, winning the turnover game. They don't win it against the Niners. Now, if you want to say Brock Purdy's going to – this is the real yeah. Brock Purdy, sure. that's different. But in the three games they've played, the last three, Dallas has had seven turnovers. San Francisco's had but three. Can I ask you – And two of them that, have been close that, games. That's all true. That's why they I have the I agree the Cowboys Niners number. have the Cowboys number. That so does not mean they should be the favorites. Well, they better but, hope somebody but, else beats the but, Niners. Right now, this moment. Would it be fair to say Cincinnati should have better Super Bowl odds than the Cleveland Browns? Yes. Well, they have – hold on a second. They both have the same record, and Cincinnati can't beat Cleveland. We've seen I that year think after they can year. Beat Cleveland. Okay, but we have no evidence. Cleveland, the Cleveland's quarterback we, we have no. is hurt. Okay. Their starter. We, right. But that last, you, there are certain times that a team has your number, but you still have earned the right to be considered this the This is a good team with your number. So, so if, just real quick. Versus if Philly, just if Philly a random wins, team having Well, I mean, right. San Francisco and Cleveland, for the record, have the same number of losses. Isn't it? I'm you just, think Cleveland's but, as good as San Francisco? I know they beat them. I mean, I mean I, they have the same number of losses guess, and one beat the other one head-to-head. Head. But this is not the standings. The, the, Should no, we just go on, get no, USA the today? The tears are not the day. standings. But nothing Sometimes, is the standings. No, we, we've no, got a tapestry. I understand, but I do think – I want to say something about that real quick. Then we, we, we can move on. I agree with you that simply beating a team does not make you better than them. But if you beat them and you have a better record than them, then at some point the question has to be asked, how can we prove we're better? The, like That's the argument I have with you with Jacksonville and Buffalo. Yes, when the Colts beat the Chiefs last year, when the Chiefs had a far better record than them, at the, I didn't yep. think they were better. But if Jacksonville beat you head-to-head and has a better overall record, at some point the, the evidence has to matter. And so I just I agree with you Dallas has a hard time beating San Francisco. They should be the favorites if they beat Philadelphia. Looks like the only answer. It can't be Philly if they lose. It can't be San Francisco. They lost three in a row. And it can't be Dallas can't jump the 49ers because they own them. So it's Detroit? Detroit. So it looks like it's Detroit. Detroit's <laughs> not a contender. Well, they beat the and Chiefs, not, and they have the same record. So I okay. guess they're better than well, the Chiefs. Right now, Coming they up they're better than the Chiefs. They should oh, cleaning house in that. Las Vegas next uh, on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel, and Sirius XM. It'd certainly be the Lions. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. 
So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to the show. Greg Jennings is here with us. Raiders went from panic button to the restart button very quickly. Josh McDaniels, General Manager Dave Ziegler, and the Raiders OC Mick Lombardi all fired after a 3-5 and five start. McDaniels goes 9 for 16 in his tenure in Vegas. It was a six-year contract. It lasted a year and a half. Drew, your reaction? Well, look, the firing obviously was warranted. Um, but I'm a little bit surprised because John Gruden, I think they may have come to a deal or, or settlement with Gruden, but Gruden had six years left on his deal when he was fired two years ago. So you can do the math. He's still essentially being paid not to coach. Now Josh McDaniels with four years left on his deal. You're paying him not to coach. So I thought that Mark Davis might be cheap and keep him, but this is the right move. I, I've been saying this for – I actually think you could have argued he could have been fired after last year. Now, I know that's just one season and maybe that's not fair, but last year he took a team last year that was 10-7 and seven and had made the playoffs and added Devontae Adams, added Chandler Jones, and then went 6-11. and 11. All right, and, and obviously they had some big leads. They lost so, so many of those games yeah. with the big leads. So I think that combined with the team morale, team morale is clearly low with Josh McDaniel. So I, I think it's warranted. I think it's the best move he could have made. But I'm a bit surprised just because of the money situation. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Get him out of there. Yikes. That's right. Yes, yeah, that's get him out of there, man. Yes. Look, I Devontae mean, Adams, uh, Josh Jacobs, they're probably, even though they're losing, having a losing record right now in season, they're smiling walking in the yep. building today because at least there's something different. There's something different to look forward to. When you are on a losing team, and I've experienced this down in Miami when we were losing. Joe Philbin, he, we weren't getting it done offensively, defensively. It just wasn't happening. Dan Campbell comes in, and it gives us something to, like, come together about. Like, that's all you want when you are a team that is struggling and lower out. This started, in my opinion, forget the wins and losses even last year. When you tell your quarterback that he can't even be a part of the last two weeks, like a this guy is respected too. Yeah. Absolutely, you start to lose the respect of the guys in the locker room right then and there. Yep. So yeah. Well, listen, it, 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 there's no need to parse words here, and I'm glad you guys didn't. He's one of the worst head coaches ever. It's undeniable. This is now. This is, let's go over the resume. Zero winning seasons. His own little mini Spygate back in Denver that most people <laughs> yeah. forgot about. Right. Treated <laughs> people. Terribly yes. at, both, at both stops. Insulted his players, saying I can turn any high school quarterback into an all-pro in wanting to get rid of Jay Cutler when Jay Cutler was mm -hmm. coming off his best seasons. Uh, believed his own hype far too much. Re reneged on a job. Screwed yeah. the Colts over and ended up doing Forgot them a favor. That. And now, <laughs> two times, two times hasn't made it to year through year two. And so what do they do from here? is, to me, pretty obvious. You salt the earth and you start over. I would recommend 
that they go after as soon as possible Eric Bieniemy, who just because he's no longer with the Chiefs, I think what the idea there was to prove himself outside of Kansas City, well, Sam Howell looking like a borderline NFL quarterback to me is proving himself, even though the guy gets sacked eight times a game. Mm-hmm. I would draft Shador Sanders in with my top ten pick because they're not going to be able to draft Caleb or Drake May. They're not going to be mm. good enough for that. That will actually maybe get you some interest in Vegas, not just opposing fans. And I'd trade Devontae Adams. And I would admit that we cannot contend until 2026. We're going to have a rookie quarterback and clean up our cap next year. In 2025, we're going to try to establish some wins, round 500. And in 2026, we hope to be primed and ready to go for it with these terrible contracts that McDaniels traded for or signed off the books Mm. moving forward. That should be the plan, and I'll see if they do it. They're the Raiders, so they probably won't. But that should be the plan, Wilds. Yeah. What? It just felt like, it felt like a, I don't know. It feels like you guys are being too harsh on my guy Josh McDaniel. Why is he your guy? Right. Well, because I liked him with the Patriots. But, he, but I like that you know I, what he is, Wilds. What? He is proof, and I, I, I say this respectfully to him. He's proved that you can. He was a very good offensive coordinator. He's a good offensive obviously. coordinator. But every great coordinator does not make a great coach. Could they? The could they beat the Giants this weekend? Absolutely. With, jo- with Josh, with the, with, if the, if no one got fired. Maybe four and five. They, yeah, they can beat the Giants. You fired a guy. You, you the have a, the I just thought it was strange. So you don't think you deserve to be fired? What? I, I don't know. You're three and five. You can be. You're going to be four and five. You come on Monday morning. You'll be four and, and but five. But that's the thing. It's not even about the record right, right. now. It's you've lost when when you when one of your best players is being asked, "What can we do? What can you guys do to improve the offense?" And their response is, "I, I don't know. That's not my job." You. You clearly have lost right. the trust of every player okay. in that locker room. And you listen, we're gonna talk Jimmy G here. You torched Derek Carr I didn't in like that. service of Jimmy G. And now was, Jimmy G is old. the first quarterback bench. Take thought, away Spy Gady's fourteen and thirty three as a head coach. What? what? Josh McDaniels. I'm just, your guy. Yeah. Just saying. Go ahead. You're gonna inherit bad teams, obviously. They but were ten and seven. That, that when he was went a ten and seven. <laughs> they were like Bill Barnwell wrote. They were outscored by. Yes, seven. Yes, no, that's points. that's all true. But this was not a, a well coached team. It was no, a funny it was not. ten and seven. They got the I playoffs. Think, I, when, I, some people you're say like, if you go, make the playoffs, you're a Super Bowl. La, last thing, and then we'll get to Jimmy G. You're going to fire <laughs> the GM, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach, and now bench the quarterback. Yeah, like. Fresh start. You think Devontae Adams is going to have a great no, game? No, they're going to have, they have to start they over. They trade. They, they messed they up by start start over. You're, you're starting over, but Devontae is coming in there like I told y'all. Wouldn't, I wouldn't and they're going to get a look no, at Aiden I, The morale will be better. Okay. I guess so. Dusty, the bench. <laughs> Purdue's Aiden O'Connell in. Jimmy G headed to the bench. Here's Jimmy's numbers this year. I'm sorry, bro. 200 yards, 27th best passer rating. He had more interceptions than touchdowns and dead last in completions 20 yards down the field. And he was supposed to be throwing to Devontae Adams, who will catch it if you kind of put it anywhere close to him. Nick, yeah. what happened? Uh, yeah, I don't care what happened. Greg, myself, <laughs> and the audience, we all want apologies. Absolutely. We apologies. tried to tell you for years that this guy stinks. And what oh. you said was, oh. listen, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But the way you never but, said. But, he's, but this is what we heard. But he's definitely never. a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. He's a good quarterback. And, and Nick, you'll admit, 
It's just the injuries. It's mostly the injuries. He just he just can't stay healthy. And we had to hear about things like George Kittle's T-shirts <laughs> being proof of how beloved he was. About his teammates loving him. We had to yeah, hear all of this nonsense. And now, Every- Bro, will you say it one more time? Just for just for posterity's sake, the will, graphic? You, will you ask Dusty for the graphic? Oh, see, <laughs> y'all, y'all, <laughs> who do what? y'all think what? y'all playing with? Because yeah. well, I have a graphic. The graphic. You know what, Dusty? Give me there it not is. That, there that, that. Give me the what? other graphic. Because Jimmy G That's is gone from that one <laughs> forever. Give me and the since other graphic. Never start again. All right, give That's him seven his guys. Give me graphic. my graphic. Give Dusty. him his Fugazi graphic. Look at that. Fugazi, yeah. the top ten winning but that's percentages not what it was. since the it was merger. But he's still tenth. Tenth is pretty good. Tenth is pretty darn okay, good. So then, oh is Terry Bradshaw? So then, wow, oh. Bradshaw's not on there. Well, then let me ask a question. Uh, uh, Bro, who else then is? Then how do we explain it? Uh, here's how. It's baffling. It's not. But baffling. I, I, it's exactly I have figured it out. Oh. because you take a guy that's tenth and wins. Mm-hmm. All right, you take a guy that's been to the Super Bowl, two NFC title games. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? What? Took too many hits. No. Oh, oh this guy. Took too many hits. Banged up. I mean, he's 30. He takes a lot of hits. It's like Cam Newton. Cam's last good season was 29 years old. Jimmy G's 32. He's 31. Cam took. He's 31. He'll be 32. Tomorrow, well, so happy birthday, Jimmy G. Hold on. Happy birthday, Jimmy G. He will be 32. Hold on, let me finish. 31. 31. Jimmy 32. G, Jimmy G. Started zero games. His body has betrayed him. No, okay. Now, no, hear me out. I listened to you no, rant and rave we had to listen and mock me. Years. All right, here we go. Jimmy G's body's betrayed him just like Cam's did. Now, Cam took a lot of hits because he was running. Jimmy G's body's more fragile. Oh, we know outrageous. that his problem has been injured. Because the two, hold on, not listen. No, we're not. These are facts. These are facts. The two seasons in his entire career as a starter that he has been healthy, they went wild to the end of the title game. What about this season? He missed two games this year. He's not healthy. What, bro? He's, He's not, not healthy bro, now. He my point is, hold on. You want to give all the credit to Kyle Shanahan. Let's look at Kyle Shanahan's oh, record, Dusty. Oh, no, I'm going to do it. With Brock Purdy, 12 and 4. Kyle Shanahan's the man. We're with back. Jimmy G, yeah. 42 and 19. The man. Oh with goodness. everybody else, Same thing. 9 right. and 29. So stop. Don't do it. You want to take all. Now, I get it. I've never said not only that Jimmy G's not a Hall of Famer. I never said he should even be a Pro Bowl. Is he a good quarterback? Yes, okay. he was. Then what? Now and, he's and old. Now you're, he's bro, not, not old. good. He's 31. No, but his body. His body. How many times does bro, the man have to get injured bro, for you hold, to understand his body can I, can't do right, it anymore? I, I want to do something. I'm serious here. about I apologize. that. Because you're you're arguing. You want to take that, all this man's no, credit and want, give it to Kyle no, Shannon? No, no, no. no. I, who like was give one in ten when he George got there? George and Debo and all these other guys as well. So I, they I'd playing like a show, lot of those I'd like losses. I'd like to show you a blind reveal before we move Don't on. Don't do it. All right. So do we agree the quarterback on the right, Jimmy G, quarterback Absolutely. on the left, seems awesome? Oh, Jimmy G with it's the right. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's Jimmy G a whole six games ago, I guess, before he got old. How do you explain that, bro? How do you explain that? I explained that he got old. But in the, his body <laughs> in the last three months? Oh, yeah, put him in. Let me think about Peyton Manning, who's obviously much better than Jimmy G. 
One year was fantastic. He was Come 40. Back. Can I finish? Yeah, you should be able to finish. Comes back the next year and is horrific. Bro. Gets benched. True, he was 40. Peyton Manning. Your body, he was this not, was 31. he as injury prone as Jimmy different. G? Can we admit Jimmy G has been injury prone bro, his bro. entire you career? You gotta let it go. About. I ain't let nothing go. I, I have won this. Take this you L. Have no, take this L. Bro, he got benched take before Baker Mayfield. He what? got benched. He was the first quarterback in the NFL well, I benched I can't this believe year. you right I'm now. not defending Jimmy G's plays yes. this year. I'm saying it is unfair to take what this man has accomplished which and, and give it all to Kyle no, Shanahan. And the, and Hold on, because on Kyle Shanahan and George Kittle and, and the fullback who's an, a pro bowler were all there okay. when Jimmy G yes. got there and that team was one the in ten. Hold on, the one in ten. Yes. And he took them to five straight wins and a Super Bowl and an M- two NCAA and NFC title game. Until trade him. I mean, heck, the GOAT Bill Belichick wants to this replace Brady with him. So or him, this him, is so him just replace Brady. When we're wrong, wrong, we need to be able to admit we're wrong. I stand Rose down. When Jimmy G has been Daniel Jones, I was all in, and I had and to admit right here. Yeah. That's your fault for going with Daniel Jones. I brought facts. Also hurt. Take also this injured, for the record. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Check in, uh, because it's in my contract, on what has become of the New England Patriots. Belichick, uh, no moves at the deadline. Well, that's great. He's preparing (laughs) for a three-win Washington in a game, and it pains me to say this, Greg, is a game that would probably be unwise to win. We're drafting fifth currently. Not great. Nick, we'll start with you in your sarcastic ways. Do you think we should draft a quarterback? Well, obviously you're going to. Like, listen, here's the deal, buddy. Uh, just you and me. Let's ignore the well, everybody's for a here. Well, uh, all of us, but I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you for a second. <laughs> you're on the wheel now. Uh, the wheel of what? The quarterback wheel, buddy. No, 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 no. And you hope to be able to get off it. Did you know before Patrick Mahomes won his first start, his rookie year, week 17, the Chiefs had not, not a playoff game, had not won a single game played by a quarterback they drafted in 30 years. Mm. It went Todd Blackledge, Patrick Mahomes. They were on the wheel for 30 years. Yeah, Montana was a nice little. Yeah, he didn't draft him. I'm talking about their own guy. 
Buffalo was on, was on the wheel for 20 years after Jim We're Kelly. Not on the wheel. Miami was on the wheel for 20 years after Marino, and they hope right now. They're not sure, but they believe they're off it with Dua. The Bears and the Browns have been on the wheel since World War II. <laughs> they, 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 they've never We're not, not been on the wheel. That's just and you guys had a nice 20-year run. Not on the wheel. Okay, now we're on the and wheel. And you're on the wheel. And you hope that it's just, you know, a four-year ride. But I, it might not be, buddy. Wh- what? You might draft the wrong guy. Right. You're going to draft a guy, that's and you thing. might draft the wrong guy. I'm going to give you some encouragement. Okay. Wise. I think you want it. I think you still are baby gold and all this well, stuff. I haven't said that in a long time. <laughs> all right. All right. But I, I'm going to try to give you that. and your boy Mac a little bit of encouragement. If I'm the Pats, I'm watching Mac this year. If he shows me enough to make me think, you know what? We've done him wrong. We haven't given him any weapons. Uh. If they draft fifth, that might, it might be too low. But Marvin Harrison He's Jr. not going to be there at five. Nope. No, he's gone. gone. He's, he's gone two or three. There's some other good receivers in yeah, there. Yeah. My point Keon is Coleman's that his awesome teammate is good, too. Yeah. His teammate. Sure. Um, you got to – Mac might show you enough this year to say, let's get him some weapons. Now, Belichick doesn't typically what do that. What do you want to But do get him a few weapons. Because don't draft the wrong quarterback, okay. like Nick said. I'm, not, I'm never – I'm loyal to Mac Jones. Why? Because I am. Okay. I just am. That's why. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm just not throwing him away. Do I have some frustrations with the man, Greg? I do. I've heard. Here's an example. This is the interception that he threw to Jalen uh, Ramsey. There's two minutes left. It's 14 to 7. We should score a touchdown here. Instead, he, he claims he saw Jalen Ramsey, which makes this even worse. And what turns into seven points for us goes to three points to the Dolphins. They kick a field goal. It's a 10-point swing. He's responsible for 37 points for the other team. It's driving me batty. He is supposed to be a savvy decision maker and he no longer is Greg and we talked about this and I I hate to say I was right about this but I saw the canary in the coal mine of bad decision making in the preseason when these videos started to come out of his training regimen and I said you know what this is a bad decision say what you will about you the physical it. training no, you <laughs> loved it no, I did he, not love he these didn't like I it. thought this was a bad decision he didn't like that it and it's carried over into the year can't go rolling around so on the floor and expecting to intimidate people can't go with two hands against the wall doing some sort of karate kick move and this is not good Five, you're not fast bro. you're not fast like what are you doing Look, dodging man. little garbage cans ain't it not running. Doesn't work. I saw Jalen Ramsey. They need to just simply draft the quarterback. When you no. look at the New England Patriots, like <clears throat> you talk about it, 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 when you look at their offense, and the reason why they struggle is because of Mac Jones. Like rookie season had a good season. He didn't really turn Fair the ball point. over. That's because you condensed the playbook. You didn't even allow him to go deep into the archives of what care. you do as an offense. All I care. Now it's all open, and we're seeing who he really is. Yeah. Caleb, Caleb, weapons with Caleb or no one? No. Receivers? No. Caleb or no one? Get, get Caleb. Why not? Because you're not going to lose well, that's every the game. Oh, because you believe in Mac Jones? We're what? back, everybody. <laughs> Coming up next. Ooh. Talk about a team that's in trouble. My Chiefs, oh, a tough two segments. Will you let your boys pick a new team? (laughs) No, not the Patriots. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. After the Broncos lost, Patrick Mahomes sounded a small alarm, saying that teams would try to copy the Broncos' defense, which has befuddled the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey sounded a much louder alarm in his podcast. Take a listen. I don't think I've been in a situation where we've stalled this much, like, as an offense throughout the year, definitely at this point in the season. Um, we got a lot of guys that usually figure out how to get this thing going. Um, and you know what? It's... Uh, frustrating man not putting up touchdowns uh week after week after week is it's getting old it's a challenge it's a challenge at this point in the career or not not i'm not only speaking for myself but it's a challenge at this point in the season to get this thing right right now before it gets out of control and it gets really bad okay mm. i thought that was unexpected greg what was your reaction yeah, he's absolutely right. And uh, when when you are a leader in the locker room, you got to speak truth and you got to stand <clears> on it, uh, and you got to throw yourself in the fire too. And he's done that. Yeah. Like if you listen to the podcast even further, him continuing to speak. Every time he spoke about his teammates, he said, you know, we got to catch the ball. He raised his hand, acknowledging that I'm a part of that. We got to block better. Raised his hand, acknowledging that he's a part. This is what leadership looks like, but. He said something in that clip that really stood out to me. He said, we got a lot of guys that usually, usually gets it, figures it out by now. And that lets me know they're not getting it. They're not figuring it out. And there is a, a brewing frustration between he and his quarterback. Now, even his brother Jason oh, had to mean, tell him, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis, even his brother Jason on that podcast had to tell him, Travis, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. And I was thinking, like, man, you're not the problem. I love that he's, he's owning it and he's throwing himself in there, but we all recognize what's going on. And it's just the fact that these guys around him that usually by this time, and you've said it, the, the Chiefs have the, have the luxury to figure it out in practice. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's almost time for the game to start. It's midway yeah. through the season. They better wake up or, or things are going to go awry. And that's what the concern is because they've always been able, when you're a great offense, you feel like we can just flip the switch. As long as we get the ball, we're going to put the ball in the end zone. Well, that hasn't been happening for this team. And the best player on that offense outside of Patrick Mahomes, he's frustrated. Huh. Look, great leadership by Kelsey because you're right. He didn't point the fingers at other guys. He included himself. But let's keep it real. All right. Is the offensive line the problem? They're top ten. I, I think is the, the, is the run game right now is a run, touch they, overrated. They but are. They've struggled. I think the offensive line. Patrick is touch Mahomes, overrated. thirty-two quarterbacks have been sacked more than Patrick. Yeah, Mahomes. See, that's, a, that's you a can't. I get that. The offensive line is not the major problem. Uh, sure. The running game is not the major problem. Travis Kelsey, the tight end, the quarterback, those are not the problems. The defense definitely isn't the problem. They got receivers that aren't good, Nick. It's time to admit it. And I, I respect Kelsey for not pointing those guys out. 
But we all see it week after week. They can't get open. When they do get open, they drop too many passes. They drop them at critical times. They drop them in special teams. They have. They took Patrick Mahomes for granted. Wow, we won the Super Bowl without Tyreek. We won the Super Bowl without a true number one receiver. And then you even let Juju go, who's not even great. But these are guys that can't shine with the best quarterback any of us have ever seen. It's the receivers. And they did, they made a mistake by not going out yesterday or before that and getting a top receiver. Wow, that was a good take. Last year they scored 72% uh, touchdowns in the red zone. This year they're 51%. Last year they were a clean team turning the ball over. This year they have the second most fumbles in the league. It's not the receivers. Juju had three touchdowns last year. They didn't let him go and not do anything. They spent their second highest draft pick on a receiver who's been good in Rasheed Rice. They are, I know you guys think I'm kidding. They are, every team only has so many, like, you know, Coach would talk about got to have it plays, your two-point conversion Mm -hmm. plays. The Chiefs have a red zone offense that is very vanilla and very basic. They have a red zone offense that is so outlandish and includes ring around the rosy plays. Yeah, I like that. They have been trying to get by with the vanilla. It has cost them all the way to where now they go into the real season as the one seed. With the only team in the league with the top five offense and defense, they are but why fine. Is he, why, why doesn't Travis Kelsey sound like because he want Because he is a leader and because that he wants everyone's attention detail heightened. And this is if not he, what he's used to. And, it, and he's used well, to them it, putting up 30 points a game, which they're not. But if you, I, again, if people want me to be concerned about a team that every team in the league would happily trade places with except for Philadelphia – I won't be. No, but I think it's fair for us to say, like, the quarterback is doing press conferences and says he's worried. The star he of said the, off- the quarterback said he's worried? The quarterback said the- other defenses are, go- are going yes. to mimic and, the and Broncos. Then he was asked, and we need to get it And then he was out. asked about how do you make sure it's not going to domino, and he said it won't, and confidently walked off. Well, let's just see on Sunday. Let's see on Sunday. I, you know, you're you're not not your guy telling Sunday us to be worried. Be big. If, if they get beat by Miami – that's going to yeah. be really tough. Yeah. That's and, when and maybe they, you start And if they all of a sudden bit. look sharp, maybe what I was saying was right. Mm-hmm. And it's because of Nick there and that's Bob team. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, yeah, that's the obviously. thing. We'll flip the switch. Yeah. If they, they, it's Super Bowl. Let's it's not get it. to the Super Bowl. It's win it. Yeah, and I need some receivers to win it. I didn't say it. It was Travis Kelsey. You're acting like we're rolling a clip from an analyst. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, It's Wednesday, November 1st. Let me get you caught up to speed. Last night, in a mid-tier hotel lobby, a group of academics, scientists, and all 22 experts fought, learned, and toiled and burned the midnight oil to extract what is known around the world as the best segment in all of sports television. It's not your grandmother's power rankings. For that, you can go down to that set aforementioned hotel lobby and pick up a USA Today. This is the best segment in all of sports. It's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you, as always, for the wonderful introduction, Kevin Wilds. It is this time of year where teams start dropping from the tiers. If you are on the relegation level and you lose, 
you fall off the tiers. Unfortunately, three such teams fell off last week. Ouch. So off the tiers, we can show you the Patriots, Giants, and Bears all eliminated from the tiers. The Cardinals had already been eliminated. So to the 28 team re teams remaining, only two on the relegation tier this week. Let's reveal them. Carolina and Green Bay. Carolina is at Cleveland. Green Bay is hosting the Los Angeles Rams, maybe without Matt Stafford, so Green Bay maybe can stay alive. All right, now to the 26 teams that truly matter. Insane turnaround level, because that's what it would take. These teams are not dead, but it would take an insane turnaround. They all have three wins. The Titans maybe have some life with Will Levis, who played very good, very well in his first start. The Raiders maybe have some life with Aiden O'Connell, even though they don't have the pixie dust of Jimmy G's quarterback wins <laughs> anymore. The Washington moved that played well last week, and the Broncos had their best win since Peyton Manning was their quarterback against anyone. And so they would need an insane turnaround. Next. I'm on it sick. I'm just sick of this NFC South. Honestly, one of these teams is going to host maybe Philadelphia host in round one of the playoffs. That's a change. They, they, I mean, we saw it last year. I know. When the eight-win Bucks hosted the 12-win Cowboys. At least Atlanta this week made a change at quarterback, so they went with Heineke. They're going to go with Heineke yeah. over Ritter. We'll see if Baker can break the losing streak, and we'll see if Carr can string some wins together. But we need at some point. We need someone in this division to distinguish themselves. First round fodder. These, all of these, any of these four teams, I should say, could steal that seventh and final playoff spot. It's going to be far harder in the AFC than in the NFC, but any of them could do it. Now, they could not win a playoff game. They would be annihilated by the two seed in their respective conferences, but you can't eliminate them from playoff contention. Can someone call Tom? No, seriously. Anybody got Brady's number? <laughs> like, can, can someone call him? Uh, like, maybe you could. Does he think he could make his 11th Super Bowl with these rosters, with these defenses, with these receivers, with these remaining schedules? Probably. Would all of these teams be better off with him coming fresh off the beach for the rest of the year at 46 years old? Definitely. Can any of them reach their goals, which is for each and every one of these teams, at the very least, a deep playoff run, if not a Super Bowl appearance with their current quarterback? Absolutely not. Can someone call Tom? Must win weekend? Ooh. Kind of. Here's why. Ooh. Both Buffalo and Cincinnati seem scary, but both have three losses. You go to Buffalo, they still have to go to Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Miami, and have a home game against Dallas. Cincinnati that yes, they right now look like they're back. They are also looking up at the entire division. And they have to go to Jacksonville, to Kansas City, and have three divisional games left, and they've struggled within that division. So one of these teams is falling to four losses you know, at the midway point of the mm -hmm. season in the tougher of the two conferences. So dare I say it might be a must-win weekend. Probably a year away. Three really good teams, legit scary, but they're probably a year away from being able to win the Super Bowl. The, all of them have to be considered actual contenders, but none of them, I think, right now are considered a, a really on the shortest list for the tops of their conference. Super Bowl upside. At their best, all of these teams can win the Super Bowl. All of them have quarterbacks that are good to great. All of them have a head coach who has won a Super Bowl already. All of them have good to great weapons. 
All of them have an elite playmaker or two or three in Baltimore and Dallas's case on defense. All of them have the upside of making the Super Bowl. Winning the Super Bowl, I should say. Media whipping boys, Vegas favorites. A whole lot of hand-wringing for the number one seed, only team with a top five offense, top five defense, and the, the team that is literally right now, if you go to Las Vegas, the favorites to win the Super Bowl. whole lot of concern for that team amongst talking heads like us. Not so much concern in the desert. And then, for the first time all year, a new team atop the tiers. And you know what? We don't have a banner for them, wow. but we'll give it to them. The midseason wow. champs. Okay. They've earned it. They've avoided the horrific loss. While it is not the standings, only having one loss midway through the season is noteworthy. They have a stud rookie who is not just in defensive player, rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year contention. Their quarterback, while he has struggled in certain areas, has evolved in others. They're, they have an awesome playmaker in A.J. Brown. Right now, they deserve to be atop the tiers. That, Greg Jennings, is the tiers heading into week nine. I like it. The credit is nice, but long overdue. I like that Eagles are oh, finally on top Whoa. of the tears. And I feel like I know why you did that. I won't get all the way why? into it because they played Dallas Cowboys, and you believe that you're going to see the Dallas Cowboys upset the Eagles. That, in turn, allows the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the, the Dolphins and then the Chiefs back up. Yeah, I know, I know, how, the committee, I know how the committee works. I'm just However, the Eagles this is long overdue. The Philadelphia Eagles should have been atop the tiers weeks ago. After they lost to the Jets, should I elevate them then? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. As you were. My bad, buddy. (laughs) Because they have a great team. This was the same thing we saw the committee do last season. We penalized this team because we didn't know if they were good enough to win the close games last year. Well, this year they've been winning close games, and we've been penalizing this team all season long. Offensively, they're one of the best teams in all of football. If you look at the numbers, they don't lie. With points per game, they put up points. We act like they struggle to score, but they actually do it. You look at third down conversions, it's one of the things that you got to do well in order to sustain drives. They do it. The time of possessions, they're a great team. They're third in the league in time of possessions. Rush TDs, all the stats, they don't lie. They fit in what they're doing. What Jalen Hurts, I will speak on, is doing, and he's injured. If this were Patrick Mahomes, and we saw Patrick Mahomes do it last year when he hurt his ankle, and we, we started to compare all the quarterbacks to him and say, oh, you know what, the Patrick Mahomes with the even messed up ankle is the second best quarterback in the National Football League. What Jalen Hurts, are doing, he's doing it with a bum knee. We obviously understand that he's, we see that he's hurt, and he's still putting up great numbers, and this week, we get to see them do it on a big-time stage against one of the best teams in all of their conference, and it just so happens to be their division rival, the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles. Great job. You wow. got the committee's vote. I, I listen, you, you guys know what that was, right? That was a victory lap. That was, well, it was Greg's kind of soft audition for a spot back on the committee. (laughs) Instead of even critiquing, saying anything was wrong, it was just a two-minute love letter to the committee saying we got it just right. Right. You know what? That's right. That could work, Greg. Go ahead. This is not going to be a love letter, okay? Um, And I know why you put the Eagles. Greg didn't say it because you've been right that week after week after week, the team that's on top, 
has lost. Oh, yeah. Right? And now he's saying, putting him up there. So I think it's going to happen to the Jags, Nick. I think the Jags are well, going to be the their hot, team is longest hot. winning streak. Right. It's and be they're, they're kind of that hot team. I think they're going to, well, next game. Never know. Because they got San Francisco <laughs> San the next Francisco, game. San Francisco, yeah. But I think, Nick, I hate to say it, it is looking a lot like the standings wise. Oh, it wow. is. You know, our best, best record, they're number one. I think Cincinnati should move up two tiers. Cincinnati is hot. Okay, they just beat the Niners. Joe Burrow is back. They should be right there next to the Jags. I mean, personally, I'd have the Jags there, but fine. They should be right there next to the Jags. And then San Francisco, because it's not the standings. I won't even go that they can be up where Cincinnati should be, but they should be up there next to Seattle. Put them up there. You got to penalize them a little because they haven't played well lately. But we all know. When push comes to shove, both the Niners and the Bengals are going to have something we, to say about that conference we, championship. Hold on. We do not know that about either team. They don't have a good Since, shot? The, a listen, good shot. Cincinnati is absolutely scary to play, mm-hmm. but it is in play. They have dug themselves too big of a hole if they lose this weekend, which, I, I you know, again, we haven't done our picks for that game, but I assume someone on this panel is going to be picking Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And the Niners, there is no team in the league <laughs> that, would, that you could have have a quarterback who has not played a full season, who is in the midst of a downward swing that has lost three in a row that we would say, oh, yeah, but they're, you know, they're still clearly Super yeah. Bowl contenders. Well, a few playoffs. Nah, the, look still, good in them, too. He the, three in a row. No, he looked good through in one playoff game. It's a good game. One, yes. And the did. other one, he outplayed Dak Prescott. The other one, he That's played good. poorly and Dak just played worse. Yes. And then the poorly, other one, he lost. No turnovers. Look, no turnovers Go in the ahead. playoff game. We don't have to relitigate last year's playoffs. Uh, I think the Dolphins are underrated. It's not just because they destroyed my Patriots, second time this season. I just feel like Tua, although everyone's like, ah, Tua's great and Tyreek's great. I'm like, do you really think they're great? I still feel like they're underrated. Here's Tua's passer rating compared to all the quarterbacks ahead of him. He's number one. So then it comes to this. I know they lost to the Bills and they lost to the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles' loss with a little bit of an asterisk because they had so many guys out. Of the games missed this year, only two guys, Jeff Wilson and Jalen Phillips, actually played that Eagles game. So I'm going to take that Eagles' loss with a grain of salt. The Bills' loss, however, pretty much on you. So I'm not going to try to bring must-win back. But if I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, I'm like, you know what? kind of need this game. Kind of just can't always beat up on the chumps and and sort of the tomato cans of the division. And when it comes to the big boys, we get rolled. Well, listen, luckily, according to Bruce Math, the Dolphins can't lose this weekend because they're already in Germany and the Chiefs are still in Kansas City. So we already know, like, the. That is a bad idea. You guys got to get over there. When are they flying over? Tomorrow. They're flying over tomorrow. Miami flew over no. yesterday, I believe. I so, Bruce thinks the jet lag says it's got no chance. We've that, seen it happen in that, one game already. No, the like better the team won that game, bro. <laughs> you think Dolphins are going to win? I like the Dolphins, too. I, yeah, good. I kind of like the okay. Dolphins, too. Okay, good. I'm not making a pick yet, yet, but I, was good. Like, I like it. No, I'm saying that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back to the show. Suns Spurs, KD versus Wemby. This is the end of the game. Suns had this one in firm control until the fourth where they outscored 33-19. Wemby catches a putback dunk. And on the inbound pass, once Kevin Durant gets it and heads to the corner, well, Kelton Johnson takes the ball. And thank you very much. I'll take that. And I will now win the game for the Spurs. That's it. Here's KD and Wemby postgame. No, I'm expecting them to trap, but, like, now that's, that's out of my control. And I'm trying to, you know, make the play. It, is, it just happened so fast. Um, but should have held on to it. I learned that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm far from mastering the game as much as him, I know, because uh, I, I try to do some stuff like him, but I think I'm not, maybe not patient enough. Uh, yeah, I think I, I want to go too fast, and he, but he goes to his own pace and goes goes to his spots, you know. I think I got to not copy that, but get inspired by that. He's so pretty mature. cool for yeah. a teenager. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, Bro, what was your biggest takeaway from this game? It's, I'm just awed every time I watch him because of how good he is going to be. Mm-hmm. He's already good. I mean, he had 18, 8, and 4 blocks last night in 28 minutes. And after he wasn't good in the first half. It was a slow start. And, and that's the interesting thing about him. Right. It's like he's, he plays – he has these spurts. Yeah. And, and a few, oftentimes late in the games where he just goes on a run. Last night in the fourth quarter, you're right, like first half – he wasn't great, Nick. But fourth quarter, nine points, yeah. two rebounds, and two blocks on four or five shooting. Like, and so, and again, he's done that a few times where he's had these spurts that change the game. Can I ask you a question about that? Because Barkley was talking about like decision making and getting yeah. smarter. Do you think he's actually getting smarter during the game? So that the first half he's trying to figure out, he's like, all right, what's the deal with this team? And when the second half comes and the fourth quarter comes, he's able to all of a sudden take a leap within the game. It's just possible. It, it does seem like his shooting improves a little bit late in the game. But it, it's such a small sample size, it's hard to say. One thing, that, and it wasn't quite as bad last night, but I've gotten frustrated watching the Spurs because I feel like the other players aren't going to Wimby as much as they should. Like, I don't think you should run the offense through him. He's too young for that. But I don't, they don't look for him any more than they look for Zach Collins. And I think they should look sure. for him a little more because I think he'd be much more effective and mm-hmm. they'd be better as a team. But, and I want to see a few more minutes. I, hopefully that will ratchet up. He's averaging like 28 minutes a game. Yeah, despite one of the games going to overtime. Like right. that. So, all right, I'm going to take on the Suns side of Go. things. All right, so a few kind of quick bullet points. One is before the year I took some heat because I said I still believe LeBron's better than Durant. And thus far this year, LeBron has not, you know, he has looked like Father Time is, you know, at least catching up. Except for at the end of games, where he has been at his best. Where he has been their closer, where he has gotten to the basket, where he hit a critical three the other night and then followed it up with another essential game-winning layup or close to it. Durant's been the opposite. Which is Durant has been excellent for the first three quarters of these games. One fourth quarter he sat because they were blowing everyone out. And then in the fourth quarter, he has looked gassed. Yeah. He has gotten pushed around. He, and so he, so I think that is noteworthy because he is showing his age in a different type of way at the end of these games. Again, it's early. But also, how fair is that? Thank you. Because he's out there by himself. Well, that's the thing. And, right. and this is wild. 
Kevin Durant, forget the Bradley Beal. He's played zero games with Bradley Beal. He's played 20 games in his career with Devin Booker. And Booker's still out. And so, like, you remember how when it wasn't, when it looked like it was not going to go well with the Nets, it was like, well, they don't have a lot of time together. How much time, how many games do we think Durant, Booker, and Beal are going to play together? 40 before the playoffs? I'm hoping 70, but I'm like... (laughs) 70? All three of them on the court at the same time? Then Durant's going to go down at some point for... I hope... And and Beal, we know, has had injury problems the last year. And I don't know what's going on with Booker. It just feels like the Suns... I didn't expect this to be the story for the Suns on Hollow by Halloween. The Booker right? thing is weird because his toe hurt game one. He scored 32 points. There's this big rest policy and trying to having some momentum between the behind having your stars play. And now he's just out. But I'm not as worried about Book. But Beal is a bit concerned. Okay, Lakers Clippers tonight. Yeah. Who I mean, we got who's all playing first? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to no, see I, that guys. I just want to see the league guys needs to play. put some teeth behind this this new rule. I, just, right? I don't like turning on the television and not knowing who's going to play. Agree. That's 100 percent right. And the fact that Steph, Durant, and LeBron have been the guys who've been available all year. Right. <laughs> the oldest guys in the league. Right. More on the Clippers next. It's unbelievable. Medal's time. <laughs> not making the cut, Russ. With a nice Big little game. rust game, yep. a block from Paolo here. Uh, he added 18 points, six, seven, five steals. Clippers won. I thought about putting him on the medal stand also because you know once Harden, you know, is on the team, I'm not sure how many opportunities Russ is going to have to be on the medal stand. But he just Harden. missed it. Bronze medal. I'm going to give it to Wimby. I mean, nice. rookie performance, a national TV, yep. playing against. You know, a guy he looked up to in Kevin Durant, struggling early and then playing well late. I thought he deserved it. He also was must-see TV, even if early on it was a little fits and stops. Silver, Paul George. I thought he was, with respect to Russ, the best clipper last night. 27-7-7. Kawhi, they win the game despite Kawhi, you know, not getting to double digits and points. So he's now like 1,150 behind LeBron for the all-time record. Uh, And gold medal, Kelton Johnson. 27-3-4 and and... The game-winning play at the end, Kelton Johnson gets his first. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to check the archives. I'm gonna go ahead and say his first career gold medal. Uh, so here's the medal stand from last night in the association. We'll stick with the Clippers. Uh, Harden made his locker room debut yesterday. Mm. To let's call it a muted reception. <laughs> Terrence Mann had something really locked in on the crossword. Uh, after the game, a little bit better. Some high fives there, so there you go, some enthusiasm. I don't know what to take away from this brew. What was Well, my, my hope is that they saw each other earlier. I don't think That maybe they were working out before the game and Harden is out there yakking it up with his Harden new teammates. But yeah, it was weird. It was strange. I, I, listen, I, I don't I, I like you guys don't want to read too much into this. But and it might be a little different tomorrow because Wilds annoyed me so much today. But I show more excitement every day when I see you at work. <laughs> and I see you every single day. 100%. This, this was, this Harden was, went on an international tour napalming relationships to get to the Clippers. Yeah. And 
and, and Terrence Mann didn't step up from Wordle. And, and Russ was like, what up, man? Last time we were on Russ, a team together, Russ was we happy. Russ seemed all right. He but Russ, he did a little interview. But Russ, yes. Yes. Russ seems like a great teammate. Like, just it's, in the locker room. It's a little everything. weird. Like, hey, I'm James Harden. See the beard? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I didn't recognize you. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> you do have a beard. Speak is next. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock.